Amen. OPBC Online, a ministry of Old Paths Baptist Church in Northfield, Minnesota. And uh, we are live here today, and we are not in Northfield, Minnesota. We are somewhere south of there in this concrete cave of mine. And uh, we are broadcasting here live, and my voice is definitely stressed. I, Carl, I got to go watch those videos. And... Um, but uh, got to drink some ginger tea tonight and uh, and rip the head off a ginger cookie. And uh, better than ripping the head off a ginger, though. That's, that's, that, that's way better. But anyway. Uh, but, so, uh, it was a busy weekend. If you watched any of the preaching, you saw it on Saturday we were out preaching the word of God in the open air, and uh, I was just about ready when that cop kept telling us that we had to turn it down. I was just about getting ready to walk across the street and set up right at that gate and stinking blast it without the hailer and just open it up. But I decided I better I better be careful because my voice was a little uh, uh a little bit uh, strained. From probably the difference in weather. It's been warm though. It's wonderful. When I leave the broadcast here, I'm going to go for a walk and pray. Beautiful weather. It's 40 some degrees outside and very thankful for that. So, uh, amen. But it is, um, it's nice weather. It was nice on Saturday. We're out preaching. It wasn't cold. I have got some great things. There are some things that we're going to cover Wednesday. Okay? Wednesday. Wednesday. Right? We are going to cover some uh, Confrontational Evangelism 101 again. And we are going to talk about a, a few different things that happened. Three different particular things that happened during that event one you didn't get to hear one was an encounter I had with a tranny couple and simple science lessons from Pastor Cooley to the tranny couple that was there that one we'll cover secondly uh, another situation that arose with a fake Christian phony brethren, false brethren, crept in unawares, those kind of guys. Okay, and then the third one, the third one was a man that opposed us in the beginning, but then at the end, he had a change of heart as we showed him. I showed him from the scriptures and kept showing him and reasoning with him with the Bible, right? So I can't wait to show you some of those things. Uh, I'm going to have Andrew cut that video and pull that out for me. Uh, those three encounters. Actually, he has to add one because the trannies weren't on there. And, you know, in the words of Jacob, Jacob, and the witches were wicked. <laughs> Oh, anyway. Uh, Lee with a question mark. What's Lee with a question mark? What does that mean? 
What you talk about, Fabian? Fabian asked me when I when I'm coming to Pennsylvania. Well, I haven't got that all lined up yet. But let me give you an update on everything. Okay? First, give you some praises here. Can I I I if I ask you to give to something or I ask I like to praise the Lord and share with you what God has done, okay? So let's do that. Let's number one. Uh, praise the Lord. The printer is paid for. Number two. The amp is paid for. The extra amp we're gonna get. Number three. Andrews and Rachel's round trip tickets are paid for. Number four, their Airbnb is paid for. And number five, the camera for the meeting house is paid for. Amen. So I just want to praise the Lord for all of you out there and your care and your giving and your thoughtfulness towards our ministry and what we do for the Lord. That is very encouraging. Now, we'll have some more expenses along the way here uh, coming up, right? So, but praise the Lord. We are paid up for the, so far for the Canadian expenses there. And to get Brother Andrew there and, uh, you know, for the camera, for the meeting house, for uh, the passports, for and all of my children's passports are in families stuff is in so thank god we are very grateful for that and there'll be some expenses other expenses coming along the way but lots of them are paid for And we're we're really grateful for that. And it's it's a blessing to have a good microphone or a good um camera there for the when you watch the the sermons at the meeting house, it comes in real clear and nice. And the other one was kind of yellow, it was old, it was wasn't coming in very good. So that's a blessing. Uh, you pray for us as we work on the Coliseum and, uh, as we deal with, uh, that I got to get back to work on that and put some finishing touches on that, but we got preaching again this Sunday night or Saturday night, excuse me. This Saturday night is the night parade where all the devils come out. Literally. Like they're all coming out. Okay?
So uh, that that event is the night parade, the winter carnival night parade. Amen. You pray for that event. And uh, pray for the Lord to bless. And uh, tracks, we got out 1,100 tracks out there at that day parade, which was pretty good because there wasn't a ton of people there, really. It wasn't huge like the night one is. The night one's big. And it looks like it's going to be decent weather. Let's check it out here. We'll see what it's going to be like on Saturday. Let's see. 42 degrees Saturday. Wow. So today is 48 degrees, right? Right now it is 48 degrees. When I go for a walk, it's going to be like 46. That's awesome. Praise the Lord. Tomorrow it's going to be 39. Wednesday it's going to be 52. Then 44, 39, 42, 41, 42. Oh, man. That's a blessing. Amen. So, anyway, warmer weather. Praise the Lord. It was cold for 10 days, and we haven't had a bad winter. We haven't had hardly any winter. I think we're going to get nailed with snow and rain, though, in the, in the spring pretty good. I think it's going to flood pretty good. It's going to come. But, anyway. So, praise the Lord for God's provision for us and care. And uh, you keep praying for our ministry. We're looking forward to getting a, a different amp and getting a good sound on that amp. Right? All that good stuff. Um, if you didn't check out the preaching... It is right here. Street Evangelist preaching at the Winter Carnival. Here's part one and part two. A couple hours of preaching. It was a little bit longer than a couple hours, but because we actually had uh, more time before Andrew got on to as well. Boy, did we have some folks mad at us. We went down there to the end. We were down there... uh, where the parade was and had our banners, man, did they get mad. Not happy folks, not happy campers, I'll tell you. So, anyway, and I guess, oh, and I got to tell you about another event that's coming. Sunday night, Sunday afternoon, I should say. February 11th, Sunday afternoon, which is actually Super Bowl Sunday. Not that we care because we don't watch it, but I don't anyway. Um, but Saturday night, excuse me, Sunday afternoon, get that right, February 11th. We're going down to an event 
And I'll talk about all their comments. I have it all in a thread that's all there. And there's an event down there. The LGBTQ are having game night with a bunch of children outside of the school, at the school there. Right? At the school. So they're they're having their game night, gay night, with games. And we're going to go down there and preach outside of it. Sunday afternoon. That'll be not this Sunday, but a week from this Sunday. Because someone has to stand in the gap. Someone has to warn people. And that someone is us. So, you have to take the gospel and peaceably push back against evil. You must do it. Right? It is a it is a it is a necessity that God's people push back from evil. Push back evil with the truth. The Bible says that we are to have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. Right? So that's what we're doing. It's not enough that you have no fellowship with it. You must reprove it. Now, I started putting some Baptist history on. I'm just, I know, I've got so much stuff going on, our ministry does, that I feel like I have to kind of update you on things and point you in the direction. I hope I'm not boring you to death with it. I'm not trying. I want to share the praises. I want to make sure that, I want to praise God and make sure you know that God is good to us and he meets our needs, right? And, and I, I, I hope you don't think I'm trying to like just bore you to death with anything. I'm not trying to, but I'm, I'm, I'm trying to make sure that you know because there's a lot going on. And I think people that are informed, you know, they, they appreciate that, right? This was last week's broadcast. I just put that on called Jesuit Mind Games. Okay, I called it that. It's called uh, Jesuit History, Deceit, Mental Reservation, and Probabilism. You remember that from last week, if you listened to that. That just went on there. Okay, our Jesuit history. We might get back to that this Friday coming up. See? Okay, I need to probably do another installment of that. Actually, there's a lot of good stuff out there, man, on that. But I like this book we're reading. It's good. But I've been reading a lot of stuff. Okay, anyway. Uh, also, where did that go? I don't even see it. There it is. The 10th century martyrs. Oh, look at that. It jumped up there. Wow. I'm shocked. People are interested in Baptist history. Praise the Lord. This is 10th century Baptist doctrine, martyrs, mirrors, uh, Praise the Lord. I'm, I'm glad to see people are watching those videos. I really am. I, I just am. Um, so, praise the Lord. Here's There's three or four installments of this in the 10th century. 
because it took me weeks to get through it. Okay, but uh, that's coming. Then le- yesterday, man, who got to hear the first lecture on the Henricians? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that Carl was there. Did anybody else get to hear that on the Henricians? Boy, were they some. They were some pretty cool people, man. Uh, that Henry, uh, he was something, man. He was a good man. Uh, you need the app on the phone, uh, I think. The Sermon Audio app. But anyway. And then you choose this as your church. That's what you do, actually. I think that's how that works. Anyway, praise the Lord. Glad that uh, Baptist history is getting out there. Uh, and the Jesuit stuff, I'm, I'm so glad that's getting out there. We are going to pound that. But anyway, if you didn't listen to the Henricians, you need to listen to it. Good stuff. Baptist history, important stuff. People need to hear it. Amen? What do you mean by doesn't filter well? What are you trying to filter? Maybe I don't understand what you mean by that, I guess. I really, I, I teach Baptist history. I want people to learn it and understand it and know it so they get why, why we're Baptist. It's near and dear to my heart. And you're going to see why here this, um, you're going to see why this summer, because this summer I'm going to take you live and I'm going to do some of it live. I'm going to take you live to Rhode Island to John Clark and the first free state that recognized liberty of conscience, liberty of conscience and um, Baptist principles. I'm taking you live to Rhode Island. I'm going to take you live to, to uh, Boston. I'm going to take you down Freedom Trail in Boston. Okay? And then I'm going to take you down and, uh, well, you won't get to be a part of this live. But when I go down into, when I go down into uh, Pennsylvania and I interview those Russian Baptists, that you'll see later. But all that's going to be culminated in a video because I'm going to go into Canada and I'm going to preach with Pastor Jeffrey. I'm going to, I'm going to interview Pastor Jeffrey on preaching the gospel, his arrest, and everything that went on. Okay? I'm going to take that, and then I'm going to head over to possibly Pennsylvania for those Russian Baptists and their testimony. And then I'm going to head up to New England. Okay? And I'm going to tell you the the history of liberty, the true history. By the way, hang on a second. I got to go the same places. I'm going to put me in the wide shot for a second, okay? Hey, you get over here. What are you doing over here? Let's see here. Three or four things here I'll throw at you before I get started. And I don't get paid for any of them, okay? But I'm doing it. I, I'm going to do it. Number one here, The History of American Liberty, a James Beller film. You go to prairiefirepress.com, okay? Pastor Beller. All right, Pastor James Beller, The History of American Liberty. My children need to watch this. We're going to watch this tonight. Children, we're going to watch this tonight. This is what we're going to watch tonight right here. 
The History of American Liberty with Pastor Beller. This will be good. We're going to enjoy this. You're going to enjoy this. It was made in 2010. Anyway, right here. We'll watch that tonight. Anyway, secondly, American Crimson Red. Buy it. Thirdly, buy uh, uh, Sacred Betrayal, The Coming Destruction of the Baptist People. Get that at Prairie Fire Press. This is Beller, Pastor Beller's widow. Buy her books. They're his books. She's continuing her husband's legacy as a good Proverbs 31 woman, which is what Jessica reminded me of yesterday. I thought it was interesting after my sermon. She came up and she said, Pastor, you mentioned that. And she said, you know, I I thought about this, and it says she will do him good all the days of her life. She outlived him, and she's still doing him good. Amen. That's good, isn't it? I thought that was great. That was a great observation she made there. Okay? Uh, You can buy that at prairiefirepress.com. Prairiefirepress.com, I believe. Let me look here. Let me make sure that's right. All right? Pretty sure. Yep, here it is. Right here. Love it. I have the uh I have the hardback memorial edition. By the way, you know what's neat about the hardback memorial edition? You know what's really cool? The hardback memorial edition right there, that one. That's got my picture of Brother Beller in there that I took on tour with him. <laughs> I think that's cool. I don't know why that's so cool. It just is. But I took a picture of him, and I sent it to them, and they used it. It's pretty cool. Anyway, good stuff. Uh, here's the curriculum guide for American and Crimson Red for homeschool and high school. Uh, here's the Baptist Heritage Learn and Color book. I think that's really super cool. We're we're gonna make some of these ourselves, actually. Um, wow, I've never seen this one. I'm gonna have to buy this one. That's cool. What is this? Oh wow! I'm gonna have to get that. I have to send this to Brother Scott to have him order that. Beyond the Sparkling Stars, a look into the heart of James Beller through poetry and song. That's really neat. I'm going to have to have... Brother Brother Scott asked me, he said, hey. Carl, I will bring you a copy, okay? I have an extra copy. I'll have one. I'll bring you one. So, because I know you live internationally. And it's, it's really expensive to get stuff, okay? I'll bring you one. All right? That's my gift to you, my friend. I'll bring you one. When I meet you in Canada, okay? And whatever extra ones I have. 
of that for you, Carl. I will bring you, all right? So that'll be my gift to you and Mary. I have this. I got to listen to it. This is his legacy series. And this right here is his uh, History of American Liberty. That's the one you just saw. Order this from him. Order this from her. Support her. She's supporting him and getting great things out there. So, um, yes, and here's the first great history and geography from sea to shining sea. Uh, Workbook. Right? And then the multiplying model here. Which is a good book, by the way. I agree with that. And Sacred Betrayal is a great book. I've read that, I don't know how many times. Good book. This one, The Soul of St. Louis. Eh, not so much. (laughs) But anyway. uh, This is where Brother Beller figured out why... Why people, why Baptists didn't join the revival that was going on. They stayed separate from it. The the citywide revivals, they wouldn't. Anyway, but good stuff on here. Uh, The Collegiate History Workbook is part of what I work off of to teach. Amen. So, uh, Hannah, remind me uh, to... Ask Brother Scott to pick these up, okay, uh, for our children. So we have these when he does an order because he asked me about an order. So anyway, uh, we will do that. I love supporting Baptists. I'm going to tell you, I mean, I've bought books all over the place, but I like supporting Baptists. I just do. And this man was a dear friend of mine. I wouldn't under I wouldn't have a desire for Baptist history if God didn't use this man. So if you could support him, uh, his legacy of of bringing Baptist history and uh, his wife, uh, please do. That's cool. That's the teacher's guide. She has a password for that. She actually, yeah, that's for, I know why she's doing that. So, because uh, she's getting ripped off by people. So, um, anyway. All right, everybody. Well, God bless you. I, I don't make any money off any of those things. I'm just, I I want you to have good books, and I want you to put good books in your hand. And you wonder why Pastor Cooley, uh, what he's reading from, what I'm doing, and all that kind of stuff. Well, that's that's the stuff that I have. Okay? But that's. Not that history. This is, I'm going to listen, I'm going to watch this tonight. This is going to be good. Good. Yes, he was, Carl. Very much so. Him and Ted Alexander. Pastor Ted. Both of them. Very much so. Very grateful for, for him. Brother Beller was a quite a man. Well, he taught me a lot. 
about Baptist history and spending time with him was a blessing. And I mean, I wish I would have spent more time with him. Just things happened. He was one of a kind. I really wish I would have interviewed him before he went home to be with the Lord, but I didn't get get to, unfortunately. But that's that happens. All right, everybody. Now we are going to get into some stuff here. Uh, and uh, your children need good good materials. By the way, we are writing uh, the, the Pearson family. They're putting together geocentricity uh, children's books, adult uh, uh, teenage curriculum, high school curriculum, all kinds of all kinds of stuff like that. We'll be producing our own materials, okay? So that is definitely something we're doing right now. Now, uh, also, my daughter likes to write poetry and poems and everything like that and different and, and, and write, and my son likes to do a little bit of that. So my daughter's going to start writing some books on kind of some historical fiction books historical fiction that is um you know kind of puts you in the narrative of things like that not but it's fictional but it it puts you in a historical narrative okay of things that went on and 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 just different stories like i was there type stories so I'm, we're going to be working on things for children because I want Christian children to have good things. I don't know why you're seeing Donald Trump. I'm not seeing him. I don't even know what you're talking about. But uh, anyway. So you pray for us because we want to have good reading materials for children. And we're going to write them ourselves. So, uh, we'll be working on those things. You pray for us about all that, okay? Lots of stuff. Many hands make light the work. So, we've got a lot of different uh, talents and gifts and uh, all kinds of things, right? All right. Now, we are going to talk about AI. We are going to talk about We are going to talk about wearable AI. This is like an area that we haven't really dealt with yet. The Antichrist kingdom though. AI is going to be a major factor in the Antichrist kingdom. It is going to be a major connection. And the access of knowledge and the desire to gain knowledge and the accessibility of knowledge and understanding and power is all part of it.
And I'm telling you, there are some really crazy things. Now, we talked about Harvard. We talked about Harvard. Last week, we talked about Henry Killinger Kissinger. We talked about how the CIA recruits, funds, funnels money through Harvard. This is no different. This young man, he's Jewish. Why is that important? Because the Jewish folks are brilliant people. They're brilliant. Fauci is going to give this young man an award through COVID. He keeps the he he adds to the COVID conspiracy, right? He adds to the COVID conspiracy of things. He's part of it. Fauci is going to give it. Who is Fauci? He's a Roman. He's part of the medical inquisition. The Roman Catholic medical inquisition. The men like Eric Phelps have talked about it. Men like him that uh, and uh, have talked about the medical inquisition. But this young man is a Jewish young man working in connection with others being. Wait till I read you read, read this. There's also another video that we're going to watch. That's a 13 minute video that we're going to watch or something like that. 11. But let's just get into it here. While artificial intelligence continues to proliferate in our society. In many different ways, wearable AI has yet to take off. And a Harvard dropout named Avi Schiffman is trying to change that. He's hoping at his next project, Tab, he calls this wearable item, Tab, reaches the masses. Tab is an AI necklace, potentially intended to intercede with God. Or replace God. While the success of Harvard dropouts is legendary, from Bill Gates to Mark Zuckerberg, Avi's focus is not just on innovation, but also on how technology can create solutions through collaboration. Prior to his AI necklace invention, at 17, Ari created COVID-19 tracking website during the pandemic, which drew tens of millions of people every day. He also started a George Floyd tracker to for them to, to have their protests. And he aided and embedded their, their protesting, which was basically to burn down cities like they burned down Minneapolis. Or burn part of it anyway. Didn't burn it down, but 
Burned a great portion of it. Wait, so this kid goes to Harvard, right? You know this kid has a grade point average of 1.7? How's he get into Harvard? Because he's CIA trained. That's how. And he's CIA recruited into Harvard. We've already proved the connection of Harvard. To the CIA. He went on to be a youth ambassador to the UN and received a Webby Award. Despite the easy advertising dollars he could have capitalized on, he refused to cloud his website with advertising because he didn't want to profit off others during a pandemic. At age 19, he created Ukraine Take Shelter, a website that matched 100,000 displaced Ukrainians with welcoming homes. Now all his efforts are in making Tab a success. So he goes, so he's doing everything nonprofit, right? So he gets recruited into Harvard with the 1.7 GDP. Grade point average, sorry, GPA. Grade point average, excuse me. And after he goes to Harvard, he totally changes from nonprofit to full profit making money. And drops out of Harvard. Well, why did he drop out of Harvard? Because the CIA has other plans for him. That's why. I've been reading that book. A funny thing happened on the way to the moon. That guy has a wild story. What happened to him? It sounds crazy. It don't even sound real. But I'm, I, I kind of believe him. Anyway, what is tab? So so just just remember this before we get into the wearable technology. Remember that this young man said that he started coding when coding learned to code when he was 7. On his own by himself he says. Right? So he learned to code on his own by himself. And then all of a sudden, he goes, I had a horrible grade point. Well, I'll read it to you. Tab is a, I'll read it to you in, a, in, in another, let's see. Here we go. Avi Schiffman. I, I cannot read this to you over here because there's some cuss words and I don't want them to come on the screen. Okay? So I won't read those to you, but I'll read the rest of you. Then I'm going to show you what Tab does. Okay? Avi Schiffman. And this is from Harvard's, um, it's called thecrimson.com. 
Having once turned down a multi-million dollar offer to monetize a COVID-19 tracking website, Avi Schiffman now intends to conquer the world of wearable AI. Avi Schiffman logs onto our Zoom fresh off a meeting with a potential investor. I ask him how startup life is treating him and he launches into a four and a half minute discussion on the nuances of his product. I get the sense he's highly caffeinated. Hanging from a necklace is a black disc, roughly the size of an Oreo. It's called a TAB, an artificial intelligence-assisted device that Schiffman, a 21-year-old Harvard dropout, has just been pitching. With TAB, Schiffman Schiffman hopes to provide people with an AI life coach or even a wearable mom. He calls it a wearable god in some other place, which I'll read you that in this article over here. Anyway. An AI life coach or even a wearable mom with better knowledge of their personality, relationships, life story than even a close friend. So you're telling me that the CIA has nothing to do with him inventing this? Really? See, I think I think the CIA is the one that's pushing it. What do you think? This wearable device literally knows your moves, your thoughts, what you're saying, or not your thoughts, but what you're saying, shaping your conversations. Wait till I show you. Schiffman began his development career with the free websites. I told you about that COVID-19 tracker, which came, he had billions of people visiting that COVID-19 tracker website. So he's getting all this information from other governments and all over, and you're telling me this ain't got nothing to do with the CIA or anybody else? Yeah, right. Why did he turn down multi-million dollar offers? Because he was being paid by the CIA, that's why. He didn't need it. Schiffman is first and foremost a builder, a self-taught web designer. He built his first website at age seven years old. In early 2020, at 17, he created the COVID-19 case tracking system website. At one point, the site had tens of millions of daily users. By the end of the year, Schiffman had garnered praise from Anthony Fauci. Became a youth ambassador to the UN and won a 2020 Webby Person of the Year Award. Another award hailed him was as a boy genius. Schiffman also found time to work on websites that help people find local protests in the wake of the murder of George Floyd. Well, that wasn't a murder. But anyway, that's for another day. Profits seemed to the last of Schiffman's worries. Not wanting to give up creative autonomy on the COVID tracker or worsen... The user experience, he turned down all offers to put ads on the website, including one totaling $8 million. In the spring of 2020, Schiffman also dropped out of high school to work full-time on his projects. He never loved traditional education. Why do homework when he could program websites with real-world impact? Schiffman's GPA was 1.7 in high school. And according to him in June 2020 interview, he doubted he would go to college. It didn't seem like he needed to. If anything, the internet was his school. His five-word acceptance speech for the Webby Award was, you can learn anything online. 
goes, I don't even know how to factor, dude. He says, I don't know any blank in biology or chemistry. My lack of traditional education, I actually view as a competitive edge, he continues. I feel like I have more naive original thoughts. Still, he threw in an application to Harvard. When he was accepted to join the class of 2025, he decided to give traditional education another try. Wait. So, what you're saying is is that this kid had a 1.7 grade point average and Harvard accepted him? Why'd they accept him? Because of his brains. Because of what he can do. Why? PSYOP. Psychological warfare. The CIA recruits the best talent to use. So what does he come out with? He's doing websites before. Boom, he goes there. He works with the CIA. He drops out of Harvard and gets this wearable AI device. Right? Makes sense? Are you following me? Capiche? You understand? Okay. Although Schiffman said he loved being at college, he felt frustrated with the academic environment. Most of my time I spent at Harvard was trying to convince other students to work on projects with me, he says. But like everyone so worried about their blanket math 55 tests, he was doing his own thing a lot of times. Who lived in the same entryway with Schiffman, uh, Jess L. Zix. He just seemed like the dropout of Harvard became very successful type person. I don't want to say Mark Zuckerberg because I, I think he's way cooler than Zuckerberg, she adds. In 2020 video on his YouTube channel, Schiffman said his favorite movie that inspired him to do things with computers was The Social Network. After just one semester, three fewer than Zuckerberg, Schiffman dropped out. So the spring Schiffman dropped out, he began his next humanitarian venture, Ukraine Take Shelter, a website he called Craigslist for Refugees from the war in Ukraine, co-founded with Marco Burstein. 25, the site received backlash for its initial lack of security measures like identity verification In a 2022 Crimson article, some experts expressed concern this would open the platform for human trafficking. Oh, duh! You think? You think? You think? uh, Oh, you mean like that website was used in Ukraine to traffic humans? And he was a... And he was... He was working with Harvard. And he's recruited by the CIA. And people are complaining that there's human trafficking going on through websites. And it's out of Ukraine. And you think that might be a little bit of a smoking gun? 
Like, maybe that was planned? Like, maybe people aren't being boom-boomed over there? Maybe boom-booms are going on and then people are being stolen? Like, children? Like in Maui? Huh. That'd be weird. Be kind of weird if that was happening, wouldn't it? Huh. That's kind of weird. Gotcha. Nothing to nothing to be alarmed with here. Nothing to see here. Move it along. Move it along. Okay, so, th- so what are they telling you in this article? Exactly what you think they're telling you. Sticking it right in your face. In interviews, he talked about building a humanitarian super app, complete with a toolkit for anyone in a crisis. This March, when asked on a podcast, the doc with Omar Wasim. What he wanted to be remembered for, Schiffman replied, allowing far more people to be remembered through the lives internet activism would save. To raise money for a nonprofit, Schiffman tells me, you have to beg people for like 2500 bucks. Not only that, he said on the podcast, but the fundraising process takes time. And it's really annoying. With a startup, you just have some stupid Google Doc idea and you get funded very fast. Schiffman turns to AI, began as a way to assist him with the challenges of fundraising. Oops. Okay, so in other words, I'm going to edit this. I know. I keep talking about the CIA. I'm not really trying to. It just keeps happening. There we go. So. Here we go. You ready? Let's keep reading. Oh, that's a good one. I'm going to show you that too. Wow. I messed up my article. Hang on. Nope, not that. Oh. There it is. Okay, there we go. Schiffman's turn to AI began as a way to assist him with the challenges of fundraising, especially in the nonprofit world. Building relationships is key to raising money, but Schiffman tells me that he struggled with the endless schmoozing. I would meet all these people at conferences, events, he says, and I would completely forget all about it. Okay, anyway, so he's talking about how he had to go make some money. Like, ah, forget this, I got to make some money. In April, of Schiffman started working on Tab, fueled by Red Bull and a $250,000 from an angel investor. 
Schiffman gathered a small team and, and spent the next few months I, iterating through different designs for the device. In its current form, Tab is both a necklace that records all your interactions and a chat bot on a mobile app. The app uses OpenAI's large language model, GPT-4, to glean the most important details from your conversations. Say the name and personality of a particular venture capitalist and save that information in a structured database. Schiffman envisions that using this database, the chatbot on the app would not only help you remember past conversations better, but also help you brainstorm ideas, plan for the future, and make decisions. It's a life coach, wearable mom in a way. No, it's your God. It's a God. Do you get it? It's a God to them. They're making that thing a God. What is tab? Tab is a small circular pendant. Hmm. Really? 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 That hangs around your neck and listens to you and those around you with a battery that runs for 30 hours on each charge. It uses a microphone and Bluetooth to transmit the audio. It picks up to your phone, which then goes to the cloud where the chat GPT transcribes these conversations. Once tra- transcribed, a variety of AI models will glean insights specifics to you and for you. Tab is supposed to be a combination of therapist, life coach, and perhaps even God. The idea that the transparency between yourself and Tab lacks the subjectivity or judgment that one might face with oneself or other humans and acts more like the transparency one might face with God. You get it? That's weird. Siri spying on me. Once transcribed a variety of those A models, right? It's transparency. One might face is God. What is the deal here, right? Right here. Here it is, right? Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except there come a falling away first. And that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. They want you to ask Tab. Right? Just ask Tab. It's like you're God. How the device listens to you and reflects on your actions. Just like a God. Look, through the user experience, though the user experience is still under development, 
The two-way communication between the user and tab is where the value can be found. You get bits of insights or information when you need them, with or without your prompt, where therapists or life coaches only hear what patients or customers tell them. The tab is listening and reflecting on what the wearer is doing most of the time. Therefore, you are getting insights in a consistent and a radical way. You might ask, who would allow themselves and the world around them to be transcribed and deconstructed 24-7? The $100,000 in early units sold at $600 for each tab, which includes a year of service, at $50 per month indicates there is a public interest. Despite AI's wearable failing to launch or rather reaching a tipping point as a part of the cultural zeitgeist, Ari was able to raise, or Avi, was able to raise 1.9 million on a valuation of 15 to 20 million for tab. For those who are already concerned about wearing a device and listening to every potential embarrassing babble coming out of your mouth, fear not. Ari promises that the company will not store, sell, or share its user data. Yeah, right. It promises. That's why he did his one world do-gooder stuff, right? It's what's its one world. He started out being a one world do-gooder. What was that? Well, he, he gave a free COVID tracking website, Right. Then he trafficked people in the Ukraine off of his off of his off of his device. What's this kid doing? He's busy working with the CIA. Catholics in action. The SS. The business model for TAB may shift in the future so that the pendant itself is a free of charge and the cost offset by the service subscription. You may finally have the ultimate solution to writer's block or maybe even life block with an AI friend who is not only always around but also evolves with us one conversation at a time. One conversation at a time. All right. This is going to have some stupid music in it. Can't help that. But this is him explaining it. This is where we did the demo. It was pretty cool. I feel like even though I basically shredded my body to get the demo to work, and I probably look like I'm half asleep right now almost, I'm probably the happiest I've ever been. You know, we're just in the thick of it, just building something cool. Uh, and I think at the earliest stages of it as well, it's, it's the most exciting. My name's Avi, and I'm building the world's first wearable AI tab. This is Tab. A little messy, but we've been building. Um, quite literally. <laughs> this is actually our, our old OG prototype. Looks a little uh, ridiculous, but... You would wear this around. I would, I would wear this around the city. The next photo, then it really started looking like a bomb. Because <laughs> then I started uh, wearing the battery pack. <laughs> Over the course of a few months, basically turned that into something like that. You can wear this AI that ingests the context of your life so that you don't have to explain that context for the second time. AI is- Right, there you go. You don't have to explain it for the second time. It's recording it all. It's obviously the new paradigm of how we're gonna interact with computers and technology. 
the way you get mass consumers to adopt it is to just make it easier to use. And that's really like the main thing we're doing. I've been working on Tab for about five months now, right? And you know, I was quite obsessed. This is this is Fig Jam, but these, these are like kind of the, the prompts I would come up with. Things I was trying to work on, where I was trying to have like a feed of your conversations, but then I realized like that's kind of weird. I mean, I'll just go through like note after note. These are all things I should say in the demo, like planning out everything from user experience to the marketing. I mean, ultimately just trying to build something that I wanted to use myself because I know that I'm not that different than the people around me. And if I build something that I want, I'm sure other people around me will want it too. My friend Jason's coming over to record a video. What should I talk to him about? He's curious about Tab. I should focus on unique features such as its personal knowledge base, innovative ideas like the, the prompt suggestions part, the things I should use, anecdotes to emphasize Tab's utility. Now this is Tab responding to him, chat GPT-4. It gathers his thoughts. It transcribes them out, this thing does, through chat GPT. And it's actually going to correct him. And I'm going to show you that after this video. And then we're going to move on to something even creepier than this, I think. In your daily interactions, all kinds of ideas. And you can just, like, keep talking to it like it's, it's an actual conversation. It's like a thinking buddy. I should emphasize this idea to engage in deep conversations and how it feels like you're having a late night conversation. So you're engaging in deep conversations. You're not praying to God Almighty in heaven. Right? You're not praying to God Almighty in heaven. What are you doing? You're talking to this thing. This thing is becoming your God. It Chat GPT and its, its membrane over there, all that's going to do, what that's going to do is it's going to teach you everything you need to know about you to better you according to the data that's in chat GPT. Well, how does that align with the scriptures? It doesn't, except that you're turning to idols. Because see how this is transitioning. This is not, okay. I have a library full of books here, okay? Let me, let me just talk to you for a minute here. Okay. Okay, I have a library full of books here, all right? I have uh, encyclopedias. I have dictionaries. I have Webster's 1828. I have a room full of books here. I have some at, my, at the meeting house, some in my house. I learn things from those books, right? I critically think about what I'm receiving and I, I go through that. All of it must be based off of the word of God. Whatever I believe, whatever I accept, whatever I've been taught, it all must be based off the scriptures. If it's not, I'm to reject it. Okay? I'm to simply reject it. But with the chat GPT and with this, uh, with tab, you're not doing that. Tab is defining for you and correcting you. And, and it's your life coach. It's your psychiatrist. It's your psychologist. It's your God. It's your pastor. Okay. That guides you. It's your mother or your father. You're being raised by a computer. 
You're being raised by a database of something. You're being guided by a database of something. No longer seeking information like an encyclopedia or something. But you're being counseled, coached, taught, guided. It's your new Bible. You get it. It's a transition from merely gathering of information to actually applying that information, correcting you, instructing you in righteousness. That the man of the machine of the AI may be perfect. Truly furnish unto all the machines good works. You get it? Are you, are you following me? Are you understanding what this is doing? Okay. ...with a friend. Yeah, you know, I'm just trying to, trying to learn vector embeddings, things like that. I have a vague understanding of how it works. It's very important that if you're running a company, you understand how the technology actually works. So, what is ChatGPT doing? You know, great book. I, I feel like I have to ask this, but um, do you think about the Roman Empire a lot? Uh, what makes you say that? I want you to listen to this. Listen to what he's saying. He's obsessed with Caesar. What's he showing you here? He's showing you his king is. Right now, the earthly king of the Jews is Caesar. The earthly king of the Jews. The Antichrist, the papacy, the Pope. <laughs> the Roman Empire, they, they just, they had a vision for the world and they set out and did it. I, I take great inspiration from that. Men used to raise an army and conquer a kingdom. Now you raise capital and conquer a market. I think it attracts the same kind of person. You know, we're, we're here to build the future. People that have pre-ordered a tab and the people that are- Well, what did the Roman Empire do? They killed people. They murdered people. They slaughtered people. They enslaved people. They controlled people. Oh. And you're modeling everything that you're doing after them? Yeah. That's what he said. Didn't he just tell you who he was? Didn't he just tell you who he's working for? Ah, he did me. I get it. I get it. I get it. And I believe him. I get it. Catholics in action. CIA recruited to Harvard. Develops this new piece right after Harvard. Huh? Come on. Are you paying attention? waitlisting for it are everyone from like Spanish government officials to people with like severe ADHD to people that are like in the video game industry trying to brainstorm ideas just all kinds of things I don't really know what industry this is in what business it's in or any of these kinds of ideas I mean I know that if we just build a good product that people like everything else will figure itself out you know tab in my opinion is very private you're not actually recording what you quite literally say it's, it's about what the ideas of what you're saying is if you think about a conversation like this 
We'll extract a whole bunch of entities, so like S3, and then it's like, what actually is S3? It's not like a literal quote from Jason about what S3 is, and even like a recording of that. That's weird, and you don't actually need that at the end of the day. Back in the ancient times, people used to just walk around and think and look at the real world. Now that we have technology, it's, it's very invasive, it's very distracting, but if we can get even better technology than that, but you're still like in the real world, you're still looking at real things, like observing, right? I think that that's, that's the real vision of Tav. I've been trying to think for years, like why, why do anything at all in the first place? And I feel like I've distilled it down to, we're extremely lucky to be human, you might as well make the most of it. Your only blogger to building quite literally anything is your own personal motivation to do it. You have super intelligence in your pocket and you can talk to it about anything you want to learn. If you want to actually push humanity forward, it's one thing to stand on the side of the road with like a sign saying like, oh yeah, we should switch to electric cars. Or you can like build an electric car company and force the industry to have widespread adoption of cars. We're going to be doing a beta for the next like few weeks and then, you know, rolling that out to an actual pre-ordered edition with like a nice looking chassis, you know, proper power buttons that you don't have to turn on with a toothpick. Tab is applicable to pretty much every industry. I think it's like a fundamental human problem that everyone has throughout the day, trying to keep track of things, trying to have something to talk to. You want to ask it? Sure. Yeah, that'd, that'd be kind of cool. What's the problem Tab is trying to solve? Why does Avi care about that problem? And what is the next big milestone or goal for Tab? Yeah, so um, Tab says, the problem we're trying to solve here is providing the context to your wearable AI. And it says this problem is significant to me because it can help offer clarity to individuals trying to work on their projects. It says Tab's next milestone is the completion of its prototype batch and subsequent distribution among founders, investors, and friends in the AI startup ecosystem. These are our, our next main milestones as well as raising our seed. So why do you need to do this interview with me in the first place? <laughs> okay, so check this out. That's okay. All right, check this out. So, great job with Ark. So, what is that? He was just meeting. So, this Avi was meeting with some investors, and Tab came up on his phone, okay, and said, Great job with Ark. Chat soon. And he said, Avi, great job with Ark. Ark, folks, I always love hearing your passion. However, now it's going to correct him. Watch. However, while your excitement is a strong point, you might benefit from a touch of focus at times. I notice your tendency to veer off into tangents. For instance, you jump from discussing Tab's data privacy to your past projects without a clear transition. While your tangents are insightful, they could potentially overwhelm or confuse listeners who are trying to follow your primary points. He said, and then he asked Tab, how could I have transitioned it better? When and, and Tab answered, when moving from discussing Tab's data privacy to your past humanitarian projects, you should say something like, speaking of trust and data privacy, this actually ties back to my experiences with previous projects where data security was paramount. For instance, when I created the Ukrainian housing platform, ensuring user privacy was a critical as was as critical as providing accurate information. It's these foundations in responsible data handling that I'm bringing into Tab to build the same level of trust. This way, you're creating a bridge between topics, showing how one informs the other and guiding your audience through the narrative more coherently. Look, 
It said, thank you. This is very helpful. Anything else? That's what he said. Avi said to him, of course, Avi. Another thing to consider is your listener's context. During your conversation, you reference many concepts quickly, like Dunbar number of chatbots or digital clone of Earth. While these are fascinating concepts, not everyone may be familiar with them. Take a moment to ensure your audience understands these terms. Could make your discussions more inclusive and impactful. You get it? You get what he's doing? Look what else he had, a vaccine tracker. Wonder who he was working for over there, right? Right? Wonder wonder how that was, right? Huh. That's weird, huh? No, that's not weird. That kid's working for the CIA. That's not weird at all. Right? That's not weird at all. So, all of this stuff has to do with the mind, right? Increasing the mind, increasing the power of the mind, and increasing all all these things, right? Working on all these things. You know, again, chat GPT can name that childhood movie, game, or toy that's on the tip of your tongue. Your memory is now restored. Restoring your memories of a vague childhood toy, movie, video game, or book that's been on the top of your tongue, tip of your tongue for years, could be simple as plugging a couple of sentences into a chatbot. Some users say, I use ChatGPT to find a longtime show I used to watch as a kid. One commentator enthused on, the, on it said this, and suffice to say, nothing I typed up on Google yielded any close results. But GPT got it on the first attempt from the little memory fragments I could piece up. See? So it's going to be your memory, right? See how this is going to be sold? See how this is going to be sold? Oh, it'll help people with dementia. It'll help people with memory loss. See how it's going to aid everything? Now, Naomi Campbell, Campbell, the who looks like a dude, by the way. Carl, you might be able to convince me that, that that's a tranny. You might be able to convince me of that one. That one, that one, you might be able to convince me. Next is the human AI pin. It was first revealed at the TED conference in April of 2023, where co-founder Imran Chaudhry, a former Apple honcho, demonstrated some of its features, such as making phone calls, getting daily summaries, scanning food, Items and projecting a green screen. Hey. So, here it is. That looks like a dude. This is a TED Talk, right? And in this TED Talk... Whoops. 
in this TED Talk, this former Apple employee, and I, which I'm going to speed up for sake of time, right? This Apple employee... This Apple employee here has this wearable AI. Okay? And this wearable AI, he's going to explain to you his concept, and you're going to see it. I spent 22 incredible years at Apple helping to design experiences and devices ranging from the Mac to the iPhone, and to the Apple Watch. And as the power of compute increased, the size of our computers, or our devices, decreased. The desktop paved the way for extraordinary interconnectedness, but it was stuck to your desk. The laptop provided portability, but you still had to be sitting down to use it. And the smartphone evolved us into the modern connected humans we are, providing millions the ability to access the internet from our pockets. And the smartwatch was a window to that phone, a companion device with uh, a whole host of health insights, all shrunk down to your wrist. But what comes next? Some believe AR, VR glasses like these are the answer, but they merely move the screens we already have in our lives today to being just millimeters away from our eyeballs, a further barrier between you and the world. And the future is not on your face. In fact, in 2017, the legendary tech journalist Walt Mossberg wrote in his final column that he felt that soon, one day, technology would become invisible and that the computer would disappear. And we agree. Sorry, this is my wife. I'm going to have to get this. Hello? Hey, hey Bethany. How's it going? Good. Are you with Ted? Yeah, I'm on the red circle right now, actually. Oh, great. Good luck, and don't forget to mention me. <laughs> <laughs> I won't, babe. Thank you. Love you too. Bye. Bye. It's going to get different in a minute. Um, so my wife, Bethany, and our entire company at Humane have been working to answer the question of what comes next. And you may ask yourself, why? Why would anybody do this? Um, it's because we love building technology that genuinely makes people's lives better. And we believed that artificial intelligence, or AI, would be the driving force behind the next leap in device design. And there is an incredible amount of stuff that's happening in this space. Huge, huge advancements. Um, and even Bill Gates has said of OpenAI's GPT that um, it's only the second most revolutionary technology demonstration that he's seen in his entire lifetime. But what do we do with all these incredible developments? And how do we actually harness these to genuinely make our life better? If we get this right, AI will unlock a world of possibility for all of us. And today, I want to share with you what we think is a solution to that end. And it's the first time we're doing so openly. It's a new kind of wearable device and platform that's built entirely from the ground up for artificial intelligence. And it's completely standalone. You don't need a smartphone or any other device to pair with it. In fact, I'm wearing one right now. And it interacts with the That's it right there. He's wearing it right now. Well, the way you interact with the world, hearing what you hear, seeing what you see while being privacy first and safe and completely fading into the background of your life. Safe and effective, safe and effective, safe and effective, safe and effective. Just like your vax, safe and effective, safe and effective, safe and effective. We like to say that the experience is screenless, seamless, and sensing, allowing you to access the power of compute while remaining present in your surroundings, fixing a balance that's felt out of place 
for some time now. And I can't wait to share more details about what we've built, and I will in the next few months. But today, I want to talk to you about what it unlocks and what it means to be able to take AI with you everywhere and what happens when technology increasingly disappears. Technology becoming invisible affords us new opportunities of how we interact with compute. We've become so accustomed to tapping on an app or moving a cursor with a mouse that it feels second nature. But that's by design. When I was working on the iPhone, I used to test interactions like Slide to Unlock with my infant daughter. She was the best possible focus group. Uh, she's 16 now, and she's got a lot more ideas than she did back then. This also, by the way, is the only non-AI generated image that you'll see from me today. And as I look at it now, I see more than ever why a future driven by AI is far better than a future that would involve more screens, like this. He's cute, though. But for the human technology relationship to actually evolve beyond screens, we need something radically different. Let me show you. Where can I find a gift for my wife before I have to leave tomorrow? Vancouver's Granville Island is a lively shopping district. That's an incredibly simple response for a very complex query. How often do we find ourselves in a new city, wrestling with our phones, trying not to bump into people, trying to figure out where we're going and where we're supposed to be? It's even harder when we don't speak the language, right? Let me show you something. Invisible devices should feel so natural to use that you almost forget about their existence. You'll note that's me and my voice speaking fluent French, using an AI speech model that's part of my own AI. You see that? It's his own voice speaking a different language. Right? Speaking in French with his voice. They're building the tower, aren't they? Right? This is the tower they're building. This is Babylon Rising. That's what this is. What's the point of this? This is not a deep fake. In fact, it's deeply profound. This is my AI giving me the ability to speak any language. And you having a chance to hear me speak that language in my own emotion and my own voice. Thank you. This is moving away from the experiments that make us all concerned about the direction compute is going in, but it's instead using technology to create real, responsible compute products that are in service to us and built on trust. This is good AI in action. And we spent thousands of hours reimagining and redesigning new types of compute interactions ranging from complex voice commands to uh, intricate hand gestures, all in service of trying to find more natural ways to interact with compute. Why fumble for your phone when you can just hold an object and ask questions about it? The result almost feels like the entire world becomes your operating system. And when compute disappears, it allows us to get back to what really matters, a new ability to be present. Like riding a bicycle in the park and just ripping through emails, or going to a concert without having to hold up your phone to capture it, or experiencing your toddler's first steps without a screen between you and your child. In the future, technology will be both ambient and contextual. And this means harnessing AI to really understand you and your surroundings in order to achieve the best results. Imagine this. You've been in meetings all day, and you just want a summary of what you've missed. Catch me up. Patrick is coming to tomorrow's design meeting. Bethany wants to move next week's dinner, and Oliver is asking about soccer this weekend. 
these are emails, calendar invites, and messages, all surfaced up to the top. You can use these to help guide your decision-making, manage your workload, and sculpt tailored responses in your own voice and in the context of your life. And we gain this context through machine learning. The more you use our device powered by AI, the more we can help you in all times of need. Right, because like Saturday morning I woke up, and when I woke up, my phone, I looked on my phone, and my phone had a little marker up there that said, Coliseum notes. AI is tracking me. Okay. And AI knows that I'm going to do that are, are predicted. They were wrong because I didn't, but they predicted that I was going to study for the Coliseum Saturday. But guess what? AI was not right. I wasn't going to, but it was suggesting, right? It was putting that up there. It was trying to predict, just like if I go to church on Wednesday. Every Wednesday I go to church. Every Sunday I go to church. Sometimes maps would pull up, has pulled up before and said, oh, 38 minutes to... to... Uh, you know, 1030 South Highway 3 or whatever address it used. 1028 it used, but 1030 South Highway 3. You got 38 minutes. You got 43 minutes. You got such and such minutes. What is it doing? It's predicting. It's prophesying. And it's programming my whereabouts. It's copying what I do. It's copying my actions and what I do. But remember, we're teaching it. We're teaching the chat GPT. We're teaching them. It's the collective. It's the beehive. Right? It's the beehive. Your AI effectively becomes an ever-evolving personalized form of memory. And we think that's amazing. In fact, let's say you're health conscious or you have certain types of food considerations. Let me just show you. Picked up one of these chocolates. I used to eat a ton of these when I was a kid. Can I eat this? A milky bar contains cocoa butter. Given your intolerance, you may want to avoid it. So I can't eat these anymore. Um, but what's cool is my AI knows what's best for me, but I'm in total control. You see that? Let's back that up a minute. My AI knows what's best for me. My AI knows what's best for me. You already said? This is God. It knows everything. Remember, though, the AI is not God. The AI is not perfect. The AI is not the Word of God. It's not perfect. Right? Think about this.
Psalm 12. Six and seven. The words of the Lord are pure words as silver tried to furnace of earth purified seven times. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord. Thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. What else is it mocking? Look at Hebrews 4. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing and dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight, but all things are naked and opened under the eyes of him with whom we have to do. What's going on here? AI is trying to be like the word of God. It's trying to be perfect. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, truly furnished unto all good works. Right? It's trying to be a God. It's trying to discern everything for you. What's a dual fuel generator? So I can't eat these anymore. Um, But what's cool is my AI knows what's best for me, but I'm in total control. I'm going to eat it anyway. Your AI figures out exactly what you need. And by the way, I love that there's no judgment. I think it's amazing to be able to live freely. Um, Your AI figures out what you need at the speed of thought. A sense that... There's no judgment. Did you hear that? It's a God that doesn't judge. God loves everybody. God loves everybody. My God doesn't judge. Judge not lest ye be judged. My God loves everybody. Judge not, judge not, judge not. What's his God doesn't judge him. His AI doesn't judge him. Right? I think it's amazing to be able to live freely. What is that? Antichrist. Exactly what you need. And I, by the way, I love that there's no judgment. I think it's amazing to be able to live freely. Um, your AI figures out what you need at the speed of thought. A sense that will ever be evolving as technology improves too. And these examples are just the start. As AI advances, we will see how it will transform nearly every aspect of our lives in ways that will seem unimaginable right now. In fact, uh, Sam Altman from OpenAI feels the way we do, and that um, AI is grossly underestimated, and I'll add, so long as we get it right. 
we really believe that we're only beginning to scratch the surface of what's possible. Embedded. As long as we get it right. Right? As long as we get it right. They're building the God, right? What did that one man say from Google when they asked him? Is there a God? Ray Kurzweil. Not yet. Right? Not yet. Is there a God? Not yet. But they're making him. Right? AI is a rare example of an extremely hype thing that most almost everyone still underestimates the impact of, even in the medium term. They're building the God, friend. Yeah, right. We really believe that we're only beginning to scratch the surface of what's possible. Embed advancements of AI like um, uh, in, our, in our device that's actually built to disappear and allow experiences to come forward. And we open up entirely new possible ways of how you interact with technology and how you interact with the world around you. More humane, intuitive interactions that are screenless, seamless, and sensing. This is so much more than devices just getting smaller or more powerful. This is the possibility of reimagining the human technology relationship as we know it. And that's what's so exciting. It's a huge challenge, no doubt, but it's the world that we want to live in. One where technology not only helps you get back into the world, but enhances our ability to do so. It's within reach, and you saw some of it today. The future will not be held in your hand, and it won't be on your face either. The future of technology might almost be invisible. Thank you. It might almost be invisible, right? So they're God. What's God? God is the spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. What do they want? They're invisible God. What does the Bible say? This is why it's Antichrist. Here it is. Look at Colossians chapter 1. I'm telling you, I'm telling you by the grace of God, I am right on the money with this. I am right on the target with this. I'm telling you, I am right over it. This is their plan. It is what they are doing. They are replacing God. Who is the image? It's talking about Christ, who delivered us from the power of darkness and that translated us into the kingdom of his dear son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Who is the image of the invisible God? The firstborn of every creature. For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible. Whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things are created by him and for him. And he is before all things and by him all things consist. See, they, they want their God to be invisible. They truly do. 
They want their God. This is a human AI pin. Right? They want their God to be invisible. This is that antichrist technology, that AI. And they want you to they want you to wear it. And I am convinced that that young man, this young man here, was trained to do that and is being pushed to do that and to use his talents and whatever he has to push that. Right? I'm convinced of it. That that's what's going on. See, they're selling it to people, though. How are they selling it? Inconvenience. They always say safe and effective. Safe and effective, right? Look what the scriptures say in 1 Thessalonians 5. For when they shall say... Peace and safety. Then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with child. They shall not escape. But ye, brethren, are not in darkness that that day should overtake you as a thief. You are all the children of light and children of the day. We are not of the night nor of the darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. For they that sleep, sleep in the night. They that are be drunken are drunken in the night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love and for a hope and for hope and for a helmet, the hope of salvation. For God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. Wherefore, comfort yourselves together and edify one another, even as also you do. Amen. See, they're they're crying peace and safety. This is safe. Right? Safe and effective. Safe and effective. Safe and effective. They keep telling you that everything is safe and that, you know, and non-judgmental. Your AI is going to be non-judgmental. Right? It's going to be non-judgmental. You know, Apple has, and by the way, he was digging at his old company, Apple, when he said that the future is not going to be wearable items, right? Or, you know, it's not going to be like walking around looking at a screen. He's talking about, that's why he showed the picture of that kid with those, with that, uh, that, uh, right? With that new, uh, Apple's got that new Vision Pro. $3,500. Right? That's $3,500 you put those goggles on. And it's pretty crazy, actually. The video on it is just, it's weird. It's, it's pretty crazy. You can just kind of see it a little bit here. This is going to come up. (coughs) 
Goodness. Right? It's like that interface. So my watch is not much different. Maybe I could ask my watch. Should I try it? Should I try to ask my ask him? Right? But see, they're using chat GPT, which is like a lot more accurate. But see, this is the Apple Vision Pro here. And Apple has its own onboard AI assistant. It has its own uh, AI assistant built in to this Apple Vision Pro. There's an entire video on it. This is what the, your whole room is a screen. See? That's their whole room. Man, I guess my head's getting cleared out. See how they can put their screen anywhere they want? I don't know how that works. Weird. But that's what it is. See, she just moved it up with her hand. Yep. Touche, Fabione. Touche. See that? That turns your whole room into a screen as big as you want it. That's what this that's what that AI is doing right there. That's what that AI wearable is doing. See it? That's crazy, isn't it? It doesn't even look real, but it is. Well, sort of it's real. They have the guided tour. Cameras and the sensors where they're at. Digital crown. Right? What it is, freeze up your desktop, look. 
This is a huge desktop right in front of you. You can have as many of those things open as you want. You see it? But like that man said, we want it so small that you can't, that it's, it's, it's not obtrusive and you're not having to look at a screen. You know, that guy's got goggles on right there. But like, where are you going to really do this at with people around you? But it's immersive. Look, it's immersive way to, to see right in there. In the moment all over again, so you can review the videos that you watched. See? $3,500. Okay? So, anyway. That's AI. That's the Antichrist agenda to replace God. That's what they want to do. Lord, help us to stand firm in these end times. It's going to get crazy. It's going to get weird. Right? All right, let's play a song here. Let's see. How about... We haven't played this one in a long time. Oh, yes, I remember a poor, deluded professor who used to sing me this song. Billions and billions of years ago, a blob climbed out of the sea. He looked at the sky and yelled, I'd like to fly, and poof, he sprouted some wings. He climbed up a tree to the very tip-top. He jumped off a limb and he hit with a plump. He broke both his legs, so he started to hop. Ribbit, ribbit. Billions and billions of years ago. We know it's absurd and it doesn't make sense, but we can explain if you give us a chance. We know it's not science, but we're really sincere. And it sure seems to help to add billions of years. And billions of years ago, a frog went out for a stroll. The froggy went, Burr, I could show you some fur, and poof, hair started to grow. It grew on his hands and his little webbed feet. It grew on his head and it really looked neat. He thought, I'm a monkey, I'll swing from a tree. <laughs> billions and billions of years ago. <laughs> Sing it, class. We know it's absurd and it doesn't make sense. But we can explain if you give us a chance. We know it's not science, but we're really sincere. We're really sincere. And it sure seems to help to add billions of years. Now, class, listen carefully. 
carefully. Oh, this is the best part. Oh, you're going to love this now, listen. <laughs> everybody so you pray for us and uh we're about done here i have a short song here to play here before we get out of here so i can go for a walk and do some praying here let's see i know which Let's see. Oh, I'm so happy in the Lord, ever since he saved my soul. I'll shout it from the mountaintops, Christ Jesus made me whole. Rejoicing, singing, praises always daily takes us home. When we die, the heavenly gate he 
So each day here we'll walk with you in liberty and hope. <laughs> All right, everybody. God bless you. We're going to take off here. Pray for one another. Pray for uh, our ministry. Continue to pray for uh, the work of the gospel as we go out and preach the gospel. And uh, pray for this week. Uh, Pray for uh, this Saturday. Uh, We'll be out there Saturday night preaching. And pray uh, for all the rest of the challenges that we have. Uh, Pray for my son. He's got to take his driver's license test here, his skill test here tomorrow. So. Pray for him to pass his test and do a good job in driving and all that good stuff. All right? And, uh, again, uh, number one, pray for us. Number two, if you'd like to give to our ministry, uh, you can go to, uh, you can go right here to uh, sermonaudio.com slash Pastor Cooley. You can click on the Give button right here. That'll take you to PayPal, and you can give through there. Uh, Our PayPal address is salvationpreacher at gmail.com. And um, also, uh, if you go to our website, oldpazbaptistchurch.org, okay, uh, you can click on the donate button there, and that'll take you to the same place where that guy's yelling at you, all right? And uh, otherwise, you can scroll down the page, and PayPal, Venmo, and Apple Pay is right there. Uh, or you can mail us something uh, at the bottom of the screen. Uh, 1030 South Highway 3, Northfield, Minnesota, 55057. All right, everybody. God bless you. Take care. Uh, We'll see you Wednesday, 2 p.m. Central Time. Maybe a witnessing Wednesday. We might be going through that. Uh, So you pray for us. And happy birthday to Becca. And uh, everybody, uh, have a good night.